When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the 90 Day Fiance Rahap Up podcast. We're here today to talk about the finale of 90 Day Fiance, Happily Ever After, Season 6, Episode 15. I say finale because the way 90 Day works, for those of you who might not know, this is the finale of the the them following people with the cameras. Next week, there will be part one of the tell-all. I don't know if it's part one of two or three but then it's like the reunion so um there's a lot to talk about here i am your host and conductor puyazan vakili ready to bring you back on the hot mess express this week to talk all about this nonsense and i am not alone of course i always have someone riding with me and who better to ride with me today than my literal ride or die um in and out of podcasting it's liana boris liana how are you doing today bingo Get it from last week because you talked about bingo. So bingo. Nailed it. Bingo indeed. So would you do what do you think? You think we could rock a bingo date or what? Oh, yeah, for sure. We'd be I uh, we'd be the stylish kids at the bingo hall. I think this. we could really pull it off. <laughs> we could wear our bucket hats. Yeah, you think we can add swagger to the bingo hall? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. Let's get let's get Liddy at the bingo hall. Let's get our bingo on. Uh, Is that what people say? Get their uh, um, <laughs> yeah, and Geo on, and Bingo is his name. Oh, ayo, woo woo, and then we'll bring like air horns, like. So ninety day fiance happily ever after has wrapped up. <laughs> yeah, and. It culminates with this episode. Now, right out the gate, Liana, uh, first of all, I want to ask you, how has your overall experience been watching 90 Day Fiance Happily Ever After season six? I mean, thank God they put a question mark in the happily ever after part of it all, because the fact that we essentially end the season and obviously, as you described, we still have the tell all and all that. But we end the season with like Mike and Natalie she leaves, Natalie leaves, uh, Tiffany and Ronald, Tiffany is done, Jovi and Yara, Yara and is just like sick of Jovi's nonsense, which totally, I get that. I mean, who's happy? I guess maybe <laughs> Kalani like and Asuelu barely. 
But and Angela and Michael, I guess, didn't end in a fight, but they spent the whole season fighting. So it's like really tough to say. I mean, this is just a disaster of a season. The only couple that seemed like they were about to win, if if the object, if this was a competitive reality show and the mm-hmm. objective was living happily ever after, Kalani and Aswilu were the closest candidates. But now I feel like even they're in the unknown now with with the <laughs> bombshell they dropped on us this episode. So really and truly, it's been a mess, and I can't emphasize mess enough. Now let's quickly talk about one couple's missing from the finale completely, which was baffling to me. We got no Brandon and Julia. Oh, Do you yeah. want to give for- your thoughts on them? <laughs> I, I actually, I'm not going to lie. I kind of forgot about them a little bit just because their storyline has been, you know, it's it just it was all about the moving out part of it. Right. And like, and maybe a little bit about Julia getting a job. But then after they kind of had last week's episode, which was kind of a whole lot of nonsense or nothing, you know, it was like, okay, where do they go from here? You know, is it... Mm her them trying to have a baby like obviously when you're in a couple with somebody and you have two different directions that you want your life to take like that's challenging but i feel like they're not that different i mean they're two losers who don't know how to cook so it's like hmm, you're not that different yeah that kitchen will be seeing no action i'll tell you that right now when they were like should we buy and this i understand this is last week but it was like should we buy onions (laughs) what's an onion like what are we gonna do with onions it reminds me of um of uh and this might be a deep cut for anyone that's not a Harry Potter fan. Uh but it reminds me of Ron's dad sitting down with Harry for the first time being like, "What is the function of a rubber duck? Like what is that? <laughs> what is this onion you speak of? How do you prepare this magical <laughs> magical sphere? How does this work? How do they eat? What are they going to eat? You think they just eat like chicken nuggets or something?" They eat chicken nuggets and deli meat. I genuinely do not see them getting anything else. Um, Bread, of course, for the deli meat. That's it. I don't remember. I I don't remember what else was in their cart. I mean, wine, obviously. Uh, Wine and onions. Sounds like a bad diet. I don't know. Breakfast of champions right there. Oh, my God. They can get some of the crickets that uh, Debbie had. Bring those in, you know? I mean, that is a deli. little snack snack. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, ultimately, there has been no bigger lackluster of a couple than Brandon and Julia this year. They re- this season, they really, really should have just stopped coming back after the first season because they broke out that season. This made me mm-hmm. feel like it was a big sophomore slump. If we don't see them again, my life is fine. And I can't help but feel like they kind of left it open-ended. I feel like ultimately with the season, a lot yeah. of the storylines were just kind of left open-ended where did, is Julia going to pursue that uh, dance class certificate thing? Is she going to go there? Is the baby a question? Are Ron and Betty dealing fine with all this? Who is the person that is they hired to help run the farm? I would like to meet this person. So they could have gone a lot of ways that they didn't go. Well, they can only help during the week. So, you know, on the weekends, they're going to be uh, all alone. Yeah, I don't know. I feel Rust. like this is I feel like this is OK. So there's multiple situations going on here, right? Because you have COVID and right. they're trying to figure out how they're going to film all of these couples. And I think one of the reasons why in uh, the other way, which is the new season that's going to be coming up, the fact they have so many repeat couples, which obviously they had a lot of repeat couples here, but it's happily ever after they have to have repeat couples that's a stupid thing i said but it's fine we move um 
is in part because of the COVID situation. They don't know who they're going to get. They don't mm-hmm. know what they can get. And so it's kind of like, look, slim pickings here. All right. We just got to kind of grab anyone who's available. And I'm pretty sure they already had the camera crew out there. So we're like, yeah, you just keep filming some stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever. We'll throw them in there. But we'll see. Well, about, I mean, to... Yeah. Go ahead. Well, we didn't see any preview of the tell-all. So now I'm like, no. are they going to be on the tell-all? Oh, what's happening? Okay. So I have a question. and I haven't uh, poked around the Reddit in a minute, uh, ma- namely to just not see any spoilers potentially. What are the odds? Odds on that it's a live tell-all. <laughs> no. Live? No. <laughs> it's unlikely because these people are messy and if some of these uh, pairings have shown anything, they're going to be very volatile and sadly handsy and, and violent potentially, so I get it. Okay, but, but yeah, I, I but we saw what happened. So this was what when when did the that live tell all that got not live, but the tell all that got leaked. Remember, it's like twelve hours of video footage. Oh, so yeah, obviously the they have to, zoom. Yeah, they have to edit it down. They're not going to air. Oh, ooh, it could be on Twitch, twitch.tv slash ninety day fiance live stream. <laughs> the crappy Zoom taken? call. You see that URL is taken? Uh, Twitch.tv slash 90 Day Fiance? I don't know. Let's find out. Because what they could do... Oh, it exists. No, someone's squatting on it. Yeah, someone's squatting on it. It's like a a empty account. Oh, yeah. I see. It's an empty account. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, because what they could do is they could stream it and then edit together a version for TV. But, you know, I'm not a TV producer. All right. What, What do I know? I don't know. I'm excited to to get to that um, tell all and see what's going to go down because there was a lot in this episode for us to digest and and mm-hmm. see what happens from there. Um, as far as starting with a couple, honestly, I kind of want to go over to Kalani and Oswelu right out the gate here because I feel like ultimately there wasn't a lot from them this episode. They did get what two three scenes, but it didn't seem like all that much. The big incident here last week was obviously um, Asuelu's mom Lucina and Tammy uh, his sister coming through and causing a ruckus at the house and it sounds like Asuelu has you know he gets complimented that he's matured and he's grown and they've seen that in him and they love it he's very sad obviously because I think ultimately what his mom said to him about him not having respect for her not caring for his family got to him it very much affected him and now on top of that, uh, they get the bombshell of, yeah, I'm going to I want to move closer to low to California. So we're selling the house. So you two need to figure out what you're doing with your family. Well, I don't see why they can't go with her. Right. Like I, it very guess, much felt like, OK, you have to move out and find your own place. Although maybe that's strategic. Right. Uh, we're going to get a small place <laughs> and we you know, we can't have you guys living here. Time to be adults and like live on your own. Little does the mom know that Oswego takes that to uh, through the help, obviously, of his friend Tui to be like, yeah, we're moving to Samoa. <laughs> yeah, I loved. So I was very intrigued. I was like, wait a minute. Oswego has friends. Lovely. We meet Tui. They go to what I think we need to go to at some point, which is I don't know what you call them, the Wreckham places where uh-huh, you go those in like and you wreck the stuff. Uh, that this is, is we, okay. So when I yeah, the Smashems place, <laughs> when I was in college, we had during the. Um, like uh, finals week, we had mm-hmm. the, you know, it was quiet hours, right? So you had to be quiet except for 15 minutes during the day. And that was called noisy hour or noisy minutes or whatever. And we just, this is exactly what we did. We just got a bunch of like old 
TVs and washing machines and we would just smash them with sledgehammers and it was absolutely amazing. So I Hold highly on. recommend it. We'll find a place here. We could, Yeah. Let's take that rewind it back. So you're saying this was a sanctioned thing from your, your college, your university that uh, said it has to be silence, but if for 15 minutes you can all be loud. Yes. Yes. That part. Yes. Was sanctioned. And so what? people would like blast music and we would like yell for 15 minutes. Like, ah, ah. okay. So, so then most people are like, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to hit my music up and like, you know, get hyped up. And you thought let's cause destruction. <laughs> yeah. Smash stuff. Woo! We're gonna do that at the uh, bingo hall. What, throw a toaster. Like, <laughs> I don't know. To celebrate bingo, you're gonna throw something on the floor. Yeah, like um, what's the? Is it? What's the the movie where the guy smashes the cup on the ground and he goes another one? Oh, um, hmm. isn't it an Avengers movie? Or like Thor? I feel like it's Thor, and he's. Smashes it. Another one. We'll do that. Anyway, so yes, I okay. Right. I, well, I agree with you. Smashing stuff is great. It's a good way to get out. It's like you physically get out your frustration. Yes, but then so here's the thing. So I'm loving everything. I'm seeing Tui's there, Asuelu's there. This is therapeutic for them. They're vibing. It's great. But then Asuelu decides I need to confide in Tui and I need to ask Tui for advice. And you've already mentioned. Tui pretty much hears every hears everything out. It's very clear. Oswell is so conflicted. He doesn't know what to do. And Tui suggests, well, have you thought about moving back to Samoa? Have you thought about moving back and, and being closer to your family that way? If you can't provide for them here, that is certainly a way you can help. And then it's like a light bulb went off in Oswell's head of, <gasps> yes, because that'll be very cheap. Everything will be kind of free. We can grow our own food. There's no bills to pay. And that sounds great. And then Tui's like, yeah. And also think of it this way. You've moved here for, you've lived here longer than she's lived there. Right. So technically you have an in. And I thought, Hey, Tui, do you not like a swellu? Don't you want your friend to stay? You're pushing him away here. <laughs> yeah. This felt like, okay. Not that the advice inherently is bad. Sure. Right. Like on paper, well, she's done this for you. So, or he, you've done this for her. So now she can do this for you. But practically, like, let's think practically for one minute about whether or not this would actually be feasible. And Kalani, I mean, but what do you say when he wants to do that? I mean, if you came to me and we've talked about this, right. Of like, yes, we could move to Canada, but like the original discussion that we had before you ever moved, Moved here was no, like the priority is truly here. Um, I don't know. I, yeah, I mean, with us, it was a little bit different because ultimately it came down to well, one of us has a career path, um, the other one, <laughs> oh, is wait, I think you're actually advocating for why they should move there because honestly. Oswelu could probably provide for them on the land, right? I mean, no, no, no. But so, well, that's the thing. <laughs> and they Providing... don't have a house here in the states. Yes, but the one thing that you and Kalani do share is that you both want to be close to your families, and in order to do that, moving to Samoa would be the opposite. You're moving away, so I think that's the main binding agent. Because obviously, occupationally speaking, I believe they're both in a position where. They are certainly open to moving around, right? Because he's doing rideshare right now. I'm not sure what Kalani um, does for o occupation-wise. 
Uh, I have no idea. You know? An uh, influencer? Um, taking care I of the no kids? Clue. I think I mean, she might be stay at home, but I wasn't 100% sure. Yeah, I don't know. I have no idea. Sure. Yeah. So ultimately, I think um, this advice hits Oswelu home because Oswelu realizes I can have everything by doing this. I can have my family. I can have my kids. I can be close to my other, like my, the rest of my family. I can teach my sons about, you know, the Samoan life, the culture. And it's a win, win, win situation until he takes this idea over to Kalani who says, no, I don't want to do this. Um, and then they get into this very awkward debate about she's not really Samoan because she doesn't speak the language. And this is coming from someone who's Persian, but has uh, really lost his Farsi along the years. That is not, that does not count. I am still Persian regardless of whether or not I can speak the language fluently. Come on now. Mm-hmm. Well, that was her argument too. Is well, that doesn't yeah. change my DNA. That doesn't change my biology. So, you know, and I mean, and she. It seems like the compromise. They had come to a good compromise where she talks about, yes, I do want to learn more of the language, and I do want our children to understand where their family came from because her dad is because Lo is Samoan. So, mm-hmm. I, like, that's the compromise, right? Not moving there. But that being said, honestly, I, I mean, Klani and them are talking about we don't have any money we don't know where we're gonna live what are they gonna do like genuinely don't know i'm very keen to find out how this works i mean i'm sure we're gonna get the update on the tell-all which i'm very excited for but it is definitely nerve-wracking to to see where are they gonna go and how they're gonna go about this i mean ultimately i wonder if this puts having a third baby into perspective for Aswelu, because the other thing that you know starts the episode up is them talking about the how about you don't give me the baby blanket in front of everybody how about that wasn't supposed to happen yeah that was awkward i really felt for her in that moment i couldn't imagine if we had this very private conversation about the future of our lives that we're building together and you decided to just go rogue and like give a random gift that alludes to the discussion and in front of the family like the oh my god the aftermath that was the thing was like the majority of the the you know the summary from last week was like, fight, 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 fight. And this was, of course, no exception to that. But I don't know. I think Oswelu was just thinking, okay, we move to Samoa, have another baby, have mm-hmm. another baby, question mark, profit, right? That's, that's <laughs> like his mindset right now. Yeah. So we'll see what goes on with them. Uh, from here like i said i've had the most hope for them they seem to have been the couple that has grown the most since the uh, season has started and i don't doubt that they're going to find a solution honestly i know that this is a speed bump but i believe in oswello and kalani i really do mm-hmm. i would if we had to you know put rank the success the likelihood of success for all of these couples the mm-hmm. fact that they've been together for a while now does make me feel okay about them and they just seem to be doing okay compared to everybody else. So they're close to the top of the list. Yeah. So we move on from the likely to be happily ever after to how in the hell are any of you going to be happily ever after portion of the podcast where we're going to talk about the rest of the couples and let's just crack open right out the gate and talk about Tiffany and Ronald, Liana, Oof. Tiffany and Ronald, who you have been keen to see on this season from when this season got announced. I know, but now it's just horrible. (laughs) I mean, I'm, I'm happy that I feel like I'm getting the completion of their story. I'm sad that it didn't work out, but my God, what a disaster. And like, I, you know, I, I am, I am 
part of the subreddit. I see other people's opinions. And I know that there's a lot of hate on Tiffany for like, you married this man. Like you knew the red flags. You, you know, whatever, whatever. I feel like more people are taking her aside in this. And all I can think of is like, yes, of course, she should have seen the red flags. But like Ronald's an asshole. Like the way that he behaved in this episode, I just genuinely was so upset by just when he said to her, know your place. I was going to I was going to pull a Yara and slap him like I oof, couldn't couldn't stand it. Yeah. Um, Liana, I'm just gather. I'm just finding out there is a ET Entertainment Tonight exclusive preview of the tell all. So, um, and we will let's watch this and then we'll jump back in. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry. Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing... The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, and we're back. So... Just so you know, we just, we found out mid pod that there is a two minute preview of the tell all available on the Entertainment Tonight YouTube page, and we watched it together. So now we have more informed thoughts of what the tell all might entail. Uh, to confirm, it is going to be in person. There's going to be people that are being brought outside of just the couples. Uh, so some family members are going to be there. It's going to be very exciting. Now, the only couple that we've talked about so far is Kalani and Asuelu, and we can now confirm that. Tammy and Lucina will be at the tell-all as well. So uh, get ready for some awkward times with them. But back to Tiffany and Ronald, Liana. I very much hated everything I saw with them this week. And when I say with them, it's because it made me feel uncomfortable. And specifically, Ronald made me feel super uncomfortable. The way he talked to Tiffany, I was not all about. By the end of it, when they were arguing, they were just saying stuff to hurt each other, and I hated it. I hate when when that happens, where it's just back, forth, back, and that's like, okay, now I'm just going to say everything that you hate just to hurt you from both of them. But no, Ronald showed his whole ass this episode, and really tops it off by saying that, threatening that she can leave if she wants, but he is going to keep the kids because it's his turn to keep the kids, which is just a, a very very ridiculous statement from him 
Yeah, what's he going to do? Like kidnap the kids and keep them in South Africa? I don't understand his game plan here. It doesn't make any kind of sense. I mean, I mean, nothing that Ronald does really makes a lot of sense, but it's just it's just wild. And I don't know where what high horse he thinks he's on. I mean, maybe once he talks to his mom, he can talk a little she can talk a little bit of sense into him. But I totally get where Tiffany is coming from when she just says, like, I have zero need to accept this behavior. Like I'm I'm not dealing with this anymore. And after the therapy session, too, it just felt like it agitated Ronald even more so because the therapist, his uncle is there being like, no, you need to change the poopy diapers. Like you're, you're being the jerk here. And then Ronald just felt like, well, no one was listening to me. Like, you have somebody who you say is this neutral third party who, t- you know, tells it like it is just because you don't like the answer. Like doesn't mean that it's wrong. It doesn't count. It doesn't count. No, and I think the biggest uh, problem I see with the way Ronald takes these things is Ronald sees them strictly as there is a win column and a loss column. And if I'm not in the win column, that means you think I'm in the loss column and I'm not in the loss column. So you are in the loss column. And that's how he operates, which is very rigid and very wrong to do, Um, especially in a relationship. There's no wins and losses. You know, you have to ride Mm -hmm. the wave together. You have to figure stuff out. You have to course correct. If you have to course correct, you have to compromise when you have to compromise. So for him, he's his whole thing is I'm reaching this boiling point because I can't I she doesn't think I can do anything right. And that's not fair. I'm busting my child. I'm busting my butt to get all this stuff done. This isn't cool. And I'm over it. And I think when he says he's over it. Um, what's very clear is that he is, he's letting everything out now. And the way he's letting it out, because he's let it, um, grow this long and, and, and stew within him this long is this negative, angry, accusatory, like verbally aggressive behavior that I do not like. When, when she decided to not get in the car because he was being, um, uh, yelly, he like ran after her. I was like, are you coming or staying? Or are you going to stay here and make your effing joke? Simply because thank you, motorbike person. It was very professional of you. Um, <laughs> apologies to y'all. Uh, okay. Yeah, but he was, he very much did not like that. And all she was doing was giving a confessional and maybe smiling. I, I was like, well, is it illegal to smile all of a sudden? So I didn't love that. Um, and I just do not see how they keep this going. I don't think they're, they're going to over. Going. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're over. I, I really strongly believe that this is done. I mean, she's, she's going to go back to the States and file for divorce. Like it's done. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think, well, ultimately, the whole thing was this um, trip was going to be a genuine test of that. And since they've arrived, I haven't seen him do anything to improve the situation. Yeah, Uh, well, (laughs) if it's a test, at least she got an answer. It may not have been the answer she was looking for, but she got an answer. I mean, the last thing she this relationship would have needed is if he did a good job of faking it. Right. Yeah. Um, and then true. they get yeah. through the process yeah. and then it gets strenuous. So I guess that's true. At least he showed showed his whole butt, you know. <laughs> exactly. No, didn't yeah. Yes. I don't <laughs> Yep. 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 yep, yep, uh, yep, yep. Ultimately, I don't think he's gonna be able to keep um either of the kids with him. I think it's over. We'll see at the tell all. She's clearly there. 
Um, so we'll see how that plays video, out. Yeah, and he's on video, so obviously he didn't make it. Uh, so there, I just come on. I will no be way. shocked. I will be shocked if they're still giving it a shot at this same. Reunion. So same. We'll I, I I think yeah. they're over. I think honestly, they kind of built it up up until this episode. Like, oh, maybe it can work. And then this episode, it felt like they were making it clear as day that, yep, this isn't working out. We're going to show you all of this now in this one episode. All right, bye. Yeah, I think I got an idea of where Tiffany's head was at when uh, she said, my marriage is over. I was like, oh, <laughs> all right. I guess it's <laughs> you're like, <laughs> I got that'll do it. <laughs> yeah, I like the hint she put in this episode, the little Easter egg where she said, I'm done with this. I like that. Right. <laughs> I've really crossed all the dots for me. Oh, no. Crossed all the T's and dotted all the I's. Right. Nailed right, 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 right. Good job. Well, thank you. That'll I be try. helpful at bingo. There's an I, so you'll need to know to dot. I guess mm-hmm. no teeth. Well, listen, I try. Okay. Unlike this next person, Jovi, um, and his <laughs> poor, poor wife, Yara. Um, so let's go to Miami where they're vacationing. Leanna, would you like to take this one away? I'm sorry. I, this is jumping ahead because, okay. So wait. All right. So, um, uh yeah I'll tr- I'll try to stay linear here. So Jovi didn't sleep in the hotel room. You mentioned this last week that he ends up staying in a different I get the same hotel just a different room. Uh so I I just assumed he went back to the strip club and maybe I don't know slept at the strip club perhaps outside the strip club but he looked to be at least somewhat clean when he came back and he enters the room and Gwen and Yara are there. And uh, Poor, poor Gwen coming to the realization that her child is a total jerkwad. And, and actually, I think that Gwen handles this really well because when Jovi and Yara are together, Gwen is like, essentially, you, look, you guys got to talk about this. Okay. This is, this is clearly a problem. I will take your child so you two can address your issues. And I thought she took a really great stance here, especially with the whole grow up Jovi thing that she spits at him. Mm-hmm. They're just lucky they have Gwen. No, um, protect Gwen at all costs because she's literally, in my opinion, the the shining star and the hope for this couple. Not because Yara needs help, because Jovi does and no one can ground him. If his mother can't ground him, and I don't mean like ground him, like punish him, but like bring him back to earth, then no one is able to do so. It is ridiculous to me that we are, Jovi still holds this belief that he is in the right in any way. I don't understand it. Um, when I will say the biggest shock for me though was finding out that she did slap him in the face the night prior. Well, yeah, we saw it. Oh, that was the slap at the strip club? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She slapped him at the strip oh. club when he did the wink, the blow. Oh no, blew the kiss. He blew the kiss blew the at kiss. the stripper. Yeah. yeah, and it was that. Oh my gosh, this was also another hilarious moment because when Gwen said, or um, uh, I think Jovi brought up the fact that Yara slapped him, and then Gwen's like, "Did mm-hmm. you deserve it?" Yes, Gwen. <laughs> the answer to that question is yes. He did. Deserve yeah, I. It. I mean, I was talking to Rob last week and I was like, yeah, I, I, if I picture us in that situation and I did that, there's no world where I expect you to be cool with it. No world. And when I say no world, I mean a billion worlds. None of them. Would that make Just, sense to me at all? Uh, okay, this is last week, but obviously, okay, here's what happened. So Jovi said, 
strip club Yara goes fine sure for you I'll do it but you have to agree that if I get uncomfortable we'll leave Jovi goes yes of course if you get uncomfortable we'll leave at the strip club they're there Yara goes I'm uncomfortable let's leave (laughs) and does not compute with Jovi like what he agreed to earlier just why don't I understand you're happy and having fun I don't understand (laughs) like bro she said she was uncomfortable just leave and then you went and slept in a different hotel room just oh my gosh Jovi and then of course so they go to the beach to try to hash out their issues and Jovi's like well I can't change my personality going to strip clubs is not a personality trait Jovi what are you talking you gotta have about? one to ch- be able to change it. You don't even have <laughs> one. So you can create one right now. Like party F boy is not a personality. All right. So and what, what did you expect? Oh my gosh. This guy is a whole mess. Ugh, whole mess. I mean, yeah, he's the biggest mess. He's the biggest mess. And um, I feel for Yara in this instance, who literally says that he's going to have to change who he is. This is frustrating to me. This was such a challenging move. I literally moved to America and all I had to hear was, oh, she's here for the green card. Well, who wants the green card when you live like this? And that is poetry in words. It's sad poem, but it's a poem. And I just I felt so bad for her because Mm -hmm. she's literally had to change who she is, maybe double to keep up with it because Jovi's not changed at all. So it's almost like she's had to change more to, you know, raise a baby, have a home, like keep everything afloat because Jovi wants to, Jovi's working offshore for like four months in a year. And then when he comes back, he wants to party. Like that's no Mm -hmm. living. You can't do that. So I, again, I don't think they should work, but I swear it feels like they're going to still be fine and still be together at the top. Um, I, I, I think so as well. I think ultimately they both really seem to care about each other and do want to be together. I just, what does Jovi do? Okay, so when Jovi's at home, what does his day-to-day look like? You know what? Like, Is he helping with the child? Is he helping in any way around the house? Is he just drinking beer all day? I have no concept because I'm sure there's some compromise, right? Like, Give Jovi his one night out a week or whatever. You know, when he's back home, fine. That that seems like a decent compromise to me. You know, the rest of the time he's, you know, going to be helping out, whatever. Like it's his time off because he does have a very strenuous job. Mm-hmm. So you, but you have to have a conversation about how to make that compromise work. And it's interesting to hear both of them say, we want to compromise. We want to compromise. But Jovi's not going to change his personality. There's only so much he can give up. I don't know what exactly he's talking about giving up, but also like, You've a baby now, bro. This is not the same. This is not the same. Yeah, I fe- I honestly just feel like ultimately with him, in order for that compromise to be there, in order for Yara to be like, yeah, you know, go out once a night, once a week, do your thing, whatever, ha- hang out with the boys, have a couple of brews, that's fine. She would have to see him be willing to, you know, do things at home that would warrant that. But right now, it feels like again, similarly to. Um, Ronald, I feel like Jovi sees this as wins and losses and he thinks if I don't do this my way, I am losing myself. I'm losing my identity and I don't know what to do with myself if I lose my identity. I'm just kowtowing and I'm like changing myself for this which is not the case. I just don't 
understand. <laughs> but but also you have to change when you have yes. when you when you change yes. your life like this with a baby. Like you just you, have to. You the okay, I get the unexpected pregnancy that was not part of the plan, but you got to roll with the punches. This you agreed you're not to the get married. Only one. You knew that you were going to Yeah, and you're not the only one. This was not a choice, but this is where you are in life right now. And so either you're going to choose to go along with it or like what leave I guess leave her right I mean what are your options Jovi stupid Jovi stupid stupid Jovi was there anything else here I don't have anything else on my notes I um no. we do get a little bit of Yara talking about potentially moving back to the Ukraine because she says that it would be a lot easier for her to go there and and live because here it's just full of stress and full of this constant fighting and and divide and and it doesn't gel well with her we sit we saw on the tell-all clip that this gets brought up so they're definitely going to talk about this whole ukraine thing but ultimately we didn't get much else from them Mm -hmm. the only other pro for them is that they are sitting on the same couch at the tell-all not in separate chairs so that does bode well for their relationship long term it does you know who wasn't sitting in the same couch at on the same chair uh, Mike and Natalie, which is where we should go Ugh. next. I would like to just get rid of them and and go to better, dare I say, better pastures. Even though everyone is kind of in a bad place right now, but we go to Mike and Natalie. So last time we left Mike and Natalie, Natalie had showed up to Mike's place to get all her stuff, and Mike was there. And Mike talks about how he, you know, at first he thought it's nice to see her come back, and then once he realized what was happening, his heart sank. And this was so awkward. Liana, so awkward. This mouse made everything 15 times more awkward for me. What was the what was it that she kept saying to the rat? Pula, 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 Pula. Is that the name? Or is that no, is that, no, no, oh, no, no, no. What does that mean? Um, I am going to Google it to see. because uh, obviously okay. it's very close to my name. And I was like, what does that mean though? Um, let's so, see. Uh chicken young of an animal, a child. See, like yeah, it's like a little little kitten kind of thing. Okay. Kind okay. of verbiage by the sound. Uh yeah. Ooh. So when Mike said my first thought was it's nice to see her. Liar. <laughs> lies. <laughs> All lies detected. And then Mike out here with the emotional maturity of a snail just deciding to oh, well, I'll just drink then, just takes a shot, doesn't talk to her about anything. I mean, obviously she's, uh, they both just have so much trouble communicating and talking about their feelings and I mean, this was just so incredibly awkward. And especially with the when the friend came in later. Oof. Oh my awkward. god. Peak was not since Voldemort hugging Draco Malfoy have I seen a more awkward hug in my lifetime. Like, that was yeah. wild. I was like, Juliana, she, leave. She, yeah, so she comes in. The, you, um, what was it that Mike said? So she has to use the bathroom, and then mm-hmm. <laughs> Mike's like, uh, what was it? They said, uh, yeah, use the bathroom, take my wife, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. That made me laugh. And then what was the phrase that Mike used when he was talking with Natalie? Don't let the door hit you or the good lord split you? Does oh, God. The, is, is he talking about his the butt? Like Have that's where the good lord before? split you? I've literally never heard that phrase before. Yeah, don't let the door hit you where the good lord split you. That's the yeah, butt. That, yeah, okay. Well, look, it took me a little bit to get there because I'd never heard that before. 
I was thinking maybe the legs, but the butt definitely makes more sense. Like the split, like the butt cheeks, like the, the butt crack, right? We That's are all aware about. how butts work. Yes. <laughs> okay. Well, anyway, I hadn't heard that before. So that was news to me. Oof. It was just all incredibly uncomfortable and awkward. I hope, I hope, I just hope they're done. I hope I never have to see them on my television ever again. I'm very okay with that arrangement. We've, I, and I honestly, I don't think we're gonna because quickly to talk about the tell all, um, a lot of the preview they showed us for them is, is, uh, Natalie talking about wanting the divorce. So it doesn't <laughs> seem like they've gone through with it, but she's asking for the divorce to be filed or something. And of course, and nothing pretty is going to come out of them too at the tell. I'll tell you that much. No, but don't worry because Juliana highlighted all of the wonderful things that Mike has in his life, like his job, dot dot dot, and his cat? And his cat. Question mark. Yep. <laughs> hey, listen, we're both cat lovers, so if you told me well, you have your cats, at least, but yeah, at least I got my cats. Like honestly, I'm okay with that. But Michael's life is very sad. Um, old, old already. Gonna- He's going to either let that rat loose or let the cat at the rat. That's what's going to happen. Because that rat's hers. She took it? I thought she put the rat back in the cage. She took the cage? She should have, I think. I mean, you saw the weird, the most awkward part of their entire segment for me was when they were sitting there in silence and she was sweet talking to the rat and and Mike was just staring at her. Like, why are you doing this here? You can just leave now. Oh my yeah. god. And again, I don't understand what Juliana's purpose. Can we go back to that? Juliana <laughs> asks to use the bathroom and I was like, fair enough. You gotta go. You gotta go. You know, who knows? It's a long drive. He was like, yeah, go ahead. And then she comes back and says, I would like to say a couple words. And Mike's like, I'm good. <laughs> you can leave. <laughs> no, <now."> no. <laughs> no, no. No, yeah. no. I'm good. I, I really do not need you to speak. And she goes, what? She tries to comfort him or something like that. He goes, no, yeah. no. Seriously, I'm good. <laughs> And then she like slowly starts walking over to him and then hugs him, knocks his hat off his head for a second. And then she says, you can always call me if you need anything. Yeah, I'm yeah. going to call the person who who convinced my wife to move away from me and, and put distance between us. Yes, that's <laughs> yeah. definitely what I'm doing. Yeah, I'm definitely going to call you of all people. So weird. I mean, I get shit. Look, she just wanted to show some well. compassion. She means well, but read the room. <laughs> read, uh, read the awkward room. Very awkward room. But there are not enough awkward rooms in the world similar to the one that Angela found herself in with her daughter. Let's go there next. So. Mm-hmm. Angela and I'm killing these segues today. Damn, I just got to put that out there. So we really see one clip, one segment with Michael and Angela. First of all, Michael's not even in this episode. So Angela's going to the IVF clinic. They find out that Michael's sperm is viable. So now she's going to the IVF clinic to talk further, learn more about this and take Skyla with her because, and I'm quoting, she refuses to go outside her bloodline for this baby. So the egg has to come from Skyla. We already knew this. We can move on and continue talking about that. It's fine. Skyla, multiple times before they even see the doctor, says, you're not getting my egg. That is not happening. And then comes out Dr. Gator. So Dr. Gator, um, she seems like a lovely woman. She's wearing a mask that has like fake flower petals on it. Oh, I thought they were butterflies. 
Oh, that could be it. It was 3D mask. It was 4D mask. I don't know. It was dimensional, basically. Um, so that was a thing that happened. And then Angela is explained to, they've explained to Angela the risks of uh, both Skyla um, giving an egg and also what that would mean as far as, well, obviously, Skyla mentions, well, like, I don't, this is still biologically my baby and I'm not comfortable with that. And then also, mm-hmm. I don't like being in a position where I'm both like the mom and the sister. And Angela has a confessional where she acts like she just found this out. Like for two years, she never put the two and two of, oh, yeah, if we go this direction, I'm technically both the mom and the grandmother. Yeah, I don't understand how this didn't cross her tiny brain, but. And I, maybe maybe that it's so tiny it just never crossed the brain it didn't like make it all the way up there well, it was like hearing all this information for the very first time this is not the first time this conversation has happened by any means oh if i feel like i feel like and i've never been in this position um but i feel like if i was in one of their shoes anyone in this in this situation any shoes the first thing i would think of is oh yeah the biologicalness of it all does turn out to be this way. Like that would be almost the first thing to think about. I I don't understand. There's no world where she wouldn't have known this. There's just simply no world. No. Have you heard the song? I'm my own grandpa. No. What? (laughs) Um, Okay. It's a song by Ray Stevens um, where he like talks about how he ends up being his own grandpa through a series of relationships that like his family ends up having. Anyway, I'll I'll uh, I'll, I'll have you listen to it later. Anyway, Do I want to listen to it. Uh no, you probably don't. But I think I'm gonna make you anyway. Okay, well, <laughs> relationships are great, aren't they? Yeah, and then we go bowling. Okay, so uh, to go back to this conversation. That to me, honestly, the part I'm least worried about is the whole familiarity relationness of it all. To me, maybe this is my medical experience speaking, you are a 55 year old smoker who just had gastric sleeve surgery and breast reduction surgery, and you want to carry a baby? What? Like, I loved it when Skyla was there and saying, look, Dr. Gator, Gator, I had Lenore. I'm just here so you can talk some sense into my mom. Thank you. Thank you. I like that she was just so straightforward about why she was there. She was like, look, I know that this is stupid. The fact that Dr. Gator came in and addressed Skyla as the one, oh, so you're here to have a baby. <laughs> no, no. It's her. Ugh. Wild. Yeah, scientifically speaking, medically speaking, biographically speaking, which I realize is technically scientifically speaking, logically speaking, none of it never made sense from the get go. Because, again, you go back to the specific restrictions that Angela has put on the baby having of Michael and you knew it was never going to happen. We've known it's never going to happen. I think everyone globally didn't think it was going to happen. And poor Michael's just being strung along with this pro- like faint promise for so mu- long. And now there's like this medical citation to prove that it's not going to happen. And I feel bad for him because I feel like he's been trying to have this be the one compromise for so long and it's not going to end the way he wants it to. Now this covers Angela and Michael on the episode Liana, the tell-all version of Angela and Michael's story is 
I'm not mentally ready to deal with it next week. I don't think I'm ready for it either. So Michael's still not there. So Angela's there. Skyla's there. Michael is on the TV. I think Michael's, is that his aunt who's also there? Anyway, um, I, one of I'm Michael's sure. family members, they're there. And the preview that we got is Angela losing it, going up to one of the cameras and exposing her breasts. What point does this? I, I'm just baffled to see how we're going to get to the breast exposure of it all. This is Angela's way of putting the spotlight back on her at the tell-all. There's been not one single tell-all that she's been a part of where she hasn't done a grand gesture or taken a specific fight, verbal argument with someone in in the reunion to put the spotlight on her. And I think this is her way of doing it by literally walking to the camera and demanding the spotlight. And it's going to get ugly. I'm not excited for it. And it's going to be uncomfortable. I don't know what the future says for them, but I'm not going to say that they're over because they have been continuously coming back. So we'll just have to wait and see. (sighs) Yeah, we'll just have to wait and see. I mean, this was very much Jerry Springer-esque, which actually I'm pretty sure Angela was on Maury twice. So I guess she's used to this type of thing. But and when you delve into the tell-all, I need someone else to help weigh in on whether or not Angela got her boobs done. And by Angela got her boobs done, I mean if Angela got implants. Because I'm... She says my new titties. And I'm looking at her blurred titties. By the way, her nipples look very uneven. So whoever did this... Interesting. Um, But they look... They look fake. They look fake. They look rock hard. I'm just baffled by all of this. So I'm confused because when she said new, I just made the assumption, well, like the newly reduced is what she meant because she did get the reduction, right? That that 100% understand. And I would believe you 100% if I wasn't looking at the titties. Like I'm looking at the titties, the exposed slash blurred titties with Sean Johnson actually in the background, just with her her face in her palm like what is my career become but um yeah i guess maybe we'll find out maybe we'll get some more titty shots i don't know well yeah well if you would like to be the uh the expert next week to call in and weigh in on it after you see more footage feel free to do so okay i'll do my best okay round two name something that's not boring a laundry oh a book club Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
All right. Well, you know, speaking of doing your best, uh, let's talk about a family that's really not doing their best whatsoever. Oh, no. Um, (laughs) This? Okay. This? My God. Okay, they have they have had this type of drama before, but this wasn't this was another level because Andre mm-hmm. and Charlie almost got into that fight in Romania or in Moldova. Do you remember they were there and it was they, they well, were at the restaurant in the Moldovan? So yeah, when they went to Moldova, it was at a dinner. And like they both got up and kind of got in each other's faces, but no shoving really happened. No, like neck grabbing happened. Whereas here at the family cookout organized by Chuck, things went south real quick. Yeah, real quick. Uh, I mean, I don't know. You can set it up, please. I can't. I don't even know where to begin with this mess. All right, let's set it up. We'll set it up like in in the peaceful manner. So Andre and Libby, they get in their little car and they're driving over. They're going to the family cookout organized by Chuck. The family cookout is specifically adults only. So they've dropped the kids. No, that one kid. They dropped her off. and They're on their way now to the cookout. They're the first ones to arrive. And Chuck, again, is blown away by Andre, compliments him on his heart, like heavy, good work ethic. And they cheers to new beginnings to a prosperous 2021. And right out the gate, here comes Rebecca with the shade of like, what are you celebrating? It's like, not just, you know, all being together. And then she just stood there and they said, well, would you like a drink? She's like, I don't know. It depends on what you're celebrating. And then they both just her and her partner, Thomas, just stood there being standoffish until uh, Chuck literally says, we'll sit on the lovebird bench, chill here. So they sit there and, um, then here comes Jen. So now Jen's here. Jen is being shady. Rebecca's being shady. And you know, Andre, he's not mincing his words. He's being shady. Everyone's being shady. Um, and then if this wasn't enough, here comes Charlie's dumbass. So Charlie comes stumbling in and says, call the cops. I don't know what that means because he's there or because Andre needs the cops called on him. But he says, call the cops twice. And <laughs> Literally, Andre says, shut up and take a seat. And Charlie says, you don't tell me what to do. And then Andre gets up. Charlie comes over. Charlie pushes him. And Andre launches himself on Charlie, takes him down. Then they're separated by security. It's a whole mess. And then Megan, is Megan, who is Charlie's wife, is now scratching up Libby because Megan like bopped Andre in the head while they were on the ground. So then uh, Libby gets involved. Then Megan scratches Libby. And then now everyone's mad at each other. And really what we learn here is that this kind of brings a little bit of peace because it seems like most of the heat is now on Charlie and Megan, like even Becky, Thomas, Jen are seeing Charlie and Megan as the first problem but then that doesn't mean they don't think Libby and Andre are a problem. Their second problem, but they're still a problem. And this just gets worse and worse because this fight happened. They get separated, but then no one shuts up. And it goes on so long until Chuck's grown ass starts crying. Oh, my gosh. Okay. All right. Great summary of the events. I want to break it down a little bit further by uh, talking about the, the BCE, the before Charlie era of this cookout BCE because <laughs> yeah this is BCE the before charlie uh era right. and GA go ahead the thing the thing about this is that yes there are verbal 
curses and a lot going on while Becky and Rebecca and Thomas, I think is the husband's name. They're all sitting there, Chuck and, and Andre. Look, they're obviously not happy. They're disagreeing. They're, you know, they're disagreeing. Chuck had that like subtle shade to one of the sisters. It was like, will you take a month off? It was like, you've never called me. Will you take a month off for the holidays? <laughs> Chuck is clearly sick of his entitled brats, which by the way, you raise these entitled brats. So. Mm, you're gonna have to like lay like you know made your bed now you gotta lay in it you have these like materialistic (laughs) greedy children you made them okay it's not your fault that the one kid that works in the family is the import anyway fine so they're disagreeing but i think after bce when charlie shows up when he says that line that you mentioned about i'm here call the cops Duff. What? (laughs) Charlie was clearly on something. I looked at his pupils. That's, I'm going to assume Coke. And the fact that then his wife also just starts yelling at Chuck, which made absolutely no sense. It just evolved into this complete chaotic mess so fast once Charlie showed up. This is absolutely Charlie's fault. And then, like you said, the fact that the other siblings are like, no, Charlie's the problem. I don't know. Boy's got a coke habit. It like really just. My God, what a mess! I mean, we talk about mess, but like this is a real mess. I don't know what he was on, but he was definitely on one for sure. And honestly, this isn't going to stop. Like, so it kept going. It kept going. Chuck starts crying. And then they separate Andre into like, they bring Andre back into the house. Andre's like by the front door and he's like getting mad. And, and Thomas is like defending uh, Andre, but then also kind of shades him a little bit. Um, it, and then ultimately, uh, what's his name? Um, Chuck goes over to Andre and says, well, you can't attack my son. If you attack my son, like the deal's off. And that kind of calms uh, Andre down, which again, I just hate that they think Andre's motives are shady because Andre just wants to make a living and hustle. This is the first time he has found meaningful work that he enjoys doing. It's so clear to me. It is so clear to me. Um, clear as day. So it really bothers me that they keep coming at him, but also um, Andre's no saint because Andre, the way Andre talks about people is way too blunt and way too rude to be okay. Um, on the drive over, he said, um, let me see. Let me, I wrote this down. So he said, Rebecca and Jen are entitled B words and Charlie is a broke ass prick. And again, no he's saying lies this, detected. <laughs> true. But you're also talking about your, your wife's siblings who i assume she still loves she's Uh. it's still family though like you would not like you know it's it's still like it's hard you don't want to hear that Um, yeah but if if my if my my family was making a mess like these people i would have some choice words as well fine you want the truth i'm kidding i'm kidding there's no no (laughs) (laughs) yeah what do you really want to say about my family (laughs) The the other thing I'll add about the whole fight thing with Charlie and um, Andre is the fact that, one, they already had a bouncer there, so they knew something was going to go down. And two, Andre gets held back by the bouncer while Charlie gets held back by Chuck. <laughs> Chuck, who is crying and then being like, you're going to make me have a heart attack. <laughs> okay, Charlie. I mean, I really think Andre would have just kicked his ass. No, I think very clearly to me, 
Charlie was just there to cause a ruckus. There was no world where Charlie wanted this fight. Charlie genuinely was not being held back by much and could have just gone back in if he wanted to. He didn't want any of that smoke. We just watched the Big Brother boxing event. I've said this multiple times on this podcast. Get them in the squared circle because this is a fight I would like to see play out if they're going to keep doing this nonsense because they can't be doing this at a what was supposed to be a very nice cookout, Liana. Chuck had burgers on the grill for crying out Bur- loud. The grill wasn't on, though, because those burgers weren't cooking. So I don't understand. It was just raw meat on a cold it's, grill. Listen, it's burger tartare. Okay. It, it's a thing. <laughs> Is that a Floridian thing, perhaps? I don't know. I'm just not familiar with. Uh, I don't, anyway. Yeah, I, it was, listen, this was probably, and I hate that I'm saying this, the most um fun family we saw but because it was messy but it's also when you think about it it's very sad um but also it's good that no one was not of fault everyone caused a little bit everyone shook it a little bit so it's not like oh poor libby libby got involved you know poor thomas thomas was insinuating <laughs> thomas so thomas like is so thomas. funny to me because thomas <laughs> yeah. has had enough of this family they were out at the front yard and um, he was like, all of you go to hell. I don't want to see any of you ever again. You, I don't want to see. I don't want to see your son anymore. And they just storm off. I don't blame Thomas. He's out. He's done. He's I mean, so Becky done. said, and Becky said she's quitting. Becky said she's not going back to this job. So Becky, um, newly unemployed. We'll see mm-hmm. where Becky goes. Um, Jen seemed to be the only one that stuck around because then Andre and Libby leave. Then Jen is left with Chuck. And and Chuck talks about how he's traumatized by all this. Chuck is like if Vin Diesel from the Fast and Furious still cared about family, but then did absolutely nothing to mend it and mm-hmm. just said, let's just all show up here with no plan and let's just wing it and see how it goes. <laughs> I mean, we all know he lives his life a quarter mile at a time. Yeah, definitely. Call the cops. Call the cops. Um, because mm. Charlie's here. I still can't get over that. Um, but then my favorite line from yeah. Thomas was when he yells that um Charlie's got the vocabulary of a five-year-old lunatic. <laughs> not just a five-year-old, not just a lunatic. Put the two together. That's really oh my gosh. <laughs> Is that the combination five-year-old and lunatic with this? Yeah, yeah, right. Well, and then meanwhile, the five-year-old lunatic is out there saying, well, oh, Andre got me on the ground, but I'll be back. I'll be back. Okay. Yeah. He is, listen, the man is unhinged and he's going to show up to the tell-all, which is just why, TLC. Uh, you really, you really, th- again, they want the spinoff so bad. And I just hope they don't they don't let them have it. I really hope they don't. <laughs> um, given the who TLC's given spinoffs to, I feel like nothing's impossible. Um, I don't want it, but we could see it. Uh, but I'm excited for the tell-all uh, to see what happens with them as well. Ultimately, I think the way they've set up the tell-all should be fun because of the fact that they left so many of the stories open-ended, there's enough reason to tune in to find out the ending of the stories, if not also for the drama that will definitely ensue as part of it as well. Oh, for sure. Well, and the thing is, is that with with the mess that is that family, I mean, this is the first time it was truly absolutely wild that I actually really wanted to watch them. And so I'm not mad at the fact that they want to bring more of that drama. 
if they're going to spin off like the family Chantel, I need the title not to be the family Libby. And I need it to be something kind of like what Andre would say with this bluntness, like the stupid lunatic family. Like that would be funny to me. I would like for that to be the title of the show. If uh, they can arrange that, if they do the show, the family Chantel was easy. Cause that's like, just that's, I mean, that's what he called well, that's, them. That's exactly what he said. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's what Pedro. There's, there's hmm. Yeah, so that's what just Pedro would say. So I'm just trying to think of if they have a... Fr- what did Thomas say at the end of the episode? Because didn't he say, I want nothing to do with your something-something family? What is it that yeah, he said? Yeah, but we're not giving Thomas the title of the show. There's no way. Why not? Yeah. Why not? I, he did the best job describing them that I've heard I, anyone else do. I just learned his name in this finale episode. Same. I did not know his name <laughs> until tonight. So that's why. I never thought it was relevant to write his name down or memorize who he was until he really was involved. Yeah, I sometimes forget. I sometimes forget to write down uh, the names of the family members. Like uh, Lucina, Asuelu's mom's name, I wrote down, you know, when I talked about them on another season. But then I forgot. Mm-hmm. And then I remembered it an episode ago. I was like, I should start using that again. Uh, so I do forget. But Thomas, I literally did not know his name until today. So there you go. <laughs> After I'm rewatching it to see if I can find a good line for it. And at the end, he even has the he's like, he says all that stuff. You're toxic. Never want to see you again. You can go to hell. OK, bye. <laughs> <laughs> I think you just walk out. I don't think you need to. The normal pleasantries of daily life are not needed, Thomas, in this conversation. You, I, just, you say your piece you just leave you don't need to be like okay bye love you see you later <laughs> it's just funny to me because like, i feel like with with both of us you know we're, we're a fan of these reality shows the competitive variety we know how important a social game is we know how important setting a good rapport with your in-laws would be the idea that these people just do not care and say whatever comes to their mind is mind-boggling to me I think they've gotten past that initial honeymoon phase of I'm trying to make a good impression and they're just in the mess of it all. Whatever. That's what they're just these entitled pricks. (laughs) Anyway, broke ass pricks or whatever Andre called the the Charlie. The other thing I loved was Andre unbuttoning his shirt to fight Charlie. Did he unbutton it or did the buttons fall off? I was no. I'm pretty sure I saw him when he they was in the house. I think that's when he was unbuttoning it because the first altercation when they were on the ground by the pool, there that no no buttons unbuttoned, and I'm pretty sure I saw him unbuttoning the shirt. (laughs) Anyway. So yeah, so that's well, Andre and Libby. <laughs> yep, that is everyone mentioned. Are we missing a couple? It feels like we might be missing a couple, but I don't think we're missing a couple. I don't think so. I think we got everybody. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, okay. Liana, well, this was lovely. Are. Thank okay. you so much for joining me for this nonsense. I really do appreciate it, and I appreciate you uh, dealing with it. And thank you. I hope your sanity is is fine after dealing with this. Well, that's the thing is that it always makes me feel better about us after watching. Oh, yeah. People. I mean, you even came in when we were watching the episode. So we watched the episode separately, right? So we wouldn't like give each other our thoughts. We're watching the episode separately and you come in, you just smile at me and be like, I'm so thankful for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, same. Big, big same. Well, we're going to have the tell all and then it, does the next season start right up after? 
So we're going to go tell all next week. I believe I'm a, I'm going to go ahead and assume it's a two parter because the following week's uh, title on the TLC website is tell all part one. So I'm assuming okay, there's yeah. at least a second part or somewhere, if not three, they've done three before. Um, so after that, we will be getting 90 day the other, uh, the other way. I believe the 20 something of August. Um, is the oh, premiere okay. date for that. All right, so yeah. that makes sense. So it'll be a two-part tell-all. So it'll be the 15th and then the 22nd for the two parts of the tell-all and then the 29th, August 29th will be, will be the, the start of the other way. Yeah. Yeah, no, that makes sense to me. And I'm excited for that. I have, okay, so let me let me talk to the audience real quick. Three weeks ago, I said, hey, I'm going to commit to doing 90 Second Fiance where I will talk about the greater 90 Day Universe and the shows that are involved in it that are going on right now that we're not really talking about on the coverage properly, AKA uh, love and paradise, AKA Darcy and Stacy. Um, the move has completely pushed everything and I've not been able to catch up with both when I do. And I will promise you I'll make up for it and I will catch us up on it. Maybe a bigger segment on one of the podcasts. And then we'll go back to doing the quick 90 second recaps for those ones. Can I come back and talk about Darcy and Stacy when you're going to do that? Yeah, yeah, you can. Actually, if you want to, if you want to be uh, with me to to catch everyone up on season two of Darcy and Stacy for like that longer segment, I'm yeah. down with that. Okay, amazing. I'm a, I am there obsessed with them. Okay, very cool. Oof. Yes. Uh, uh, yes. Okay. All right. <laughs> well, Liana, where can people find you? What do you have going on? Let let everyone know. Well, you can follow me on Twitter at Liana RHAP, podcasting about Big Brother here and there. Just did the Saturday morning update with Taryn and then also talking about RuPaul's Drag Race All-Star Season 6 with uh, Beth and Amon. So we are back at it again, talking about everything with that season. We have both video and audio podcasts. So if you're interested in checking out the video, we pull up the outfits and the lurks and all of the things. So I think that that's a great way to consume the podcast. And then other than that, oh yeah, I did the B&B with Mike covering Big Brother. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I'm around. I'm doing stuff. Doing stuff, keeping busy with the with the podcasts. Yeah. Um, where can people find you on Twitch? Oh, yes. Well, if you're interested, I sometimes stream. <laughs> now that we've moved, I think I'll get back into it at least during the Among Us streams. Um mm -hmm. twitch.tv slash Lianaism. But you know, look, <laughs> I'll be I'll be straight up front with you. I'm not gonna hide it in any way. I'm not an active streamer, but I am around. So Yes, and we appreciate it when you are around. Mm -hmm. Why'd you say it like that? I do. <laughs> yeah, but who's we? I'm I'm comfortably speaking for me and the listeners. I feel like okay. the listeners, yeah, like it, like you, yeah. All right. I like me too. You're pretty great. Um, you can find me on Twitch, Twitch.tv/puya. I do stream often. I maintain at least a three day schedule every week to talk about stuff on my channel. So definitely come through for that among us, 2 p.m. Eastern on Sunday, still going strong. Um, and then Twitter, it's at Puyaism. Other social media networks, it's at Puyaism as well. Um, as far as podcasts, I've been doing um, Sexy Beasts. We still have to talk about episodes five and six with Chappelle is our guest. Uh, Jenny and I are very excited to have him on. We had to take a week off, um, some delays and some things, but it's fine. It's fine when it comes 
to your feed. I know you'll be there. It'll be a good time. And obviously, as far as Big Brother goes, the longer Big Brother stays strong, the more likely it is to be great. And I will be there regardless of the outcome. Talking to Taryn uh, Friday mornings, 11 a.m. for the live feed update. And then you'll catch me on, you know, different recaps here and there potentially. Um, and then ultimately, the next thing I want to say is Mass Singer is coming back next month. We've already been told that there is a new costume. The new costume that's been uh, teased is the Dalmatian. So I'm excited to find out what the Dalmatian is. Season six, wild to think, but that'll be back next month. And of course, the person on the podcast with me right now, Liana, my co-host for that journey. Very excited to get through that with all of you. Now, the last thing before I let you get off this uh, hot mess express, if you would like to leave a rating and review for this podcast, it would be greatly appreciated. It allows me to get feedback. It allows me to uh, find out what you think. And also, it allows the podcast to be found. So if you would be nice and delightful to do so, please go over to robinswebsite.com slash 90 day fiance. That's the number nine, the number zero day fiance. Thank you in advance for that. Really appreciate it. All right. We're at the end of our destination here. No. We're at the end of our journey. We're at the destination. I'm a little bit waffling. I'm noticing this. So I'm just going to cut this short. Say thank you so much for listening to the finale coverage. We'll be back next week with the tell all. Um, I have a guest already lined up almost. So I'll leave you with this. Tune in next week. It'll be great. Until then, take care. Have a good one. And do not fight at the cookout ever. Bye. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.